Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Time of Death. I'm your D. I'm your host, D. I'm your D. And I'm your wrist. <laughs> and together we make... Dress. Dress. <laughs> um, that's actually really cute. I really like that. Dress. Like Idris Alba. Oh, yes. But I digress. Get it? I digress. I digress. Anyways, uh... This week's episode is going to be a good one, so buckle up. I did a little teaser. It's not a murder. Okay. Well, that's all right. We're true crime, so it doesn't have to be murder. It is a cult. Oh, spooky. Spooky. So do you want to do your little shabalaba, ding dong, thingamajiggy? I will. will. Okay. If you are new here, we are Time of Death. We are two nurses who like to talk about true crime cases that have a heavy medical influence or cases that feature either a victim who was a medical professional or a perpetrator who was a medical professional or any cases that really had just a medical influence to them. So uh, we post every Wednesday. Just want to make sure that it's on the record that these are our personal opinions from the information that's available to us. Uh, you know, we can't say with absolute certainty about what events have and have not transpired, but according to the information that's available to us, this is the conclusions that we have drawn. I also want to uh, give a trigger warning that we are going to be talking about sensitive subjects such as sexual assault and coercion, and also going to be talking about issues related to gender identity. Yeah, so buckle up. Yeah, so buckle up and take it away, Dee. Okay, so picture it. I don't have a time frame, but we'll say 2023. You lock eyes with this beautiful specimen of the human physique. You're instantly magnetized to them. Electric current runs through your brain. And you're like, that feeling, that sensation. When you just meet someone that you feel you've known them forever. You're instantly attracted to them. You think they're the bee's knees. Mm. And it's like an inexplicable emotion where you are just drawn to them. Like love at first sight. Love at first sight. If you've ever experienced this, you may have met your twin flame. So the concept of twin flames was coined by an English novelist named Marie Corelli in her first novel, A Romance of Two Worlds, which was published in 1886. That is a funky book that I did not read, but I did look it up. And there's some real <laughs> It's like a psychic. It's very cool. I re- it really sounds interesting. It's something I would totally, in my wheelhouse, I would read. But it's definitely out there. So it's interesting that something that was like considered like psychic phenomena uh, has now become like a very uh, common term used yeah. in our 21st century. Mm. So I thought that was cool. But essentially, if you don't know, Twin Flames is used to describe two people who are equals and whose purpose is to push each other forward in a journey of self-discovery. It's very similar to Soulmates. However, like Soulmates, you have no control over who your Twin Flame is. 
And usually it's a like a reflection of your own personality. So this coal has to do with that ideology. And it's referred to as the Twin Flames Universe. So this is a cult based in America, and it's run by Jeff and Shalia Divine. Mm-hmm. Divine. Interesting. So essentially, this cult is based on this new age spiritualism regarding souls, soul, the concept of soulmates, which obviously is another very popular idea. However... It's considered to be a self-help and wellness cult by experts. How I heard about it was actually a documentary on Netflix. It's called Desperately Seeking Soulmate, Escaping the Twin Flames Universe. I think there's one other one, but it was extremely disturbing. We'll get a little bit more into it, but the reason that I felt this really was applicable to the content that we discuss on our podcast is that there is a significant in any cult but I feel like this one in particular in that it is uh actively discouraging its members from getting much needed mental health treatment Mm. and as a psych nurse that just does not sit right with me and we can also discuss some of the uh, other concerning aspects of the cult that have directly to do with the mental health of its members. Okay, sounds good. So, who are these people? Who would take a beautiful concept and twist it and manipulate it into something very disturbing? Well, I can tell you who. So, Jeffrey, or Jeff, Divine, who's born Jeffrey Ann. He grew up in Michigan in a Catholic family. I thought this was interesting in that in his youth, he was very financially motivated. I guess that he was idolizing Warren Buffett, who, if you don't know, is an American businessman. He's a zillionaire, whatever. Hmm. Um, In that he was very motivated to make a lot of money in his lifetime. In high school, he was on the swim team and theater club, and he graduated from college from business school in 2010. He then sold all of his belongings and moved to a commune in California. While uh, in California in 2010, he stayed there for a while, and then in 2012, moved to Hawaii, and he changed his name on social media to Ender Athenos. I'm probably not saying that right which is a reference to Ender's Game, which is a military sci-fi book that was written in the 1980s. Okay. Another book I have not read. (laughs) But uh, after reading that, I guess he started the blog called Ender's Adventures. He went on to build, like, some shack hut thing in Hawaii, which he began renting on Airbnb, which also is very uh, lucrative. So very business savvy, dude. Mm-hmm. I guess w- while he was in Hawaii in 2012, he met an individual named Megan Plant online. And they began dating. I actually, on the documentary, listened to them like a video accounting like their first conversation. And he said like he knew instantly that he was going to marry this girl. Mm. 
So they dated for a few years, but in 2014, they met for the first time in person and began recording videos together. They went on to marry in 2016, and they have one daughter who was born in April 2023. Okay. So Megan Plant has since changed her name and is now Shalia Divine. Shalia. Jeff's husband. I actually think that's a really pretty name. Yeah, Shalia is pretty. So she was born and raised in Canada, also grew up in a Catholic family, and before she met Jeff, she was a photography student, a Reiki practitioner, and a psychic. Okay. And she did all this while working in a Thai restaurant. Shortly after they began dating, she changed her name to Shalia on the advice of a spiritual teacher. Which, okay, okay. Change our identity, it's okay. Like, that new, like, I'm all for that. Yeah. You know? Reinvent yourself a little bit. So, when they first met, Shalia was actually living in Arizona, and Jeff moved out to be with her. They both then moved to Hawaii and started a blog called Awakened Intimacy and began making YouTube videos. So, as of November 2023, their YouTube channel had about 18,000 subscribers, and their private Facebook page had 14,000 members. They founded this Twin Flames universe in 2017 and offered the Twin Flame Ascension course, which is a paid online class. These classes have been have gone on to be described as a therapeutic slash spiritual reality show because it's so chaotic and crazy. The course is considered? No, the classes. Like it's a whole community and I'll ex- I'll go into a little more detail about uh how that is set up. But essentially the Twin Flames universe is chaotic. And it is like spirituality running amok is what it really is. And it's being twisted into manipulating into something really like ick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this couple, Shalia and Jeff, went on after they created the Twin Flames universe to found the Church of Union, which essentially exists to unify all religions under one spiritual umbrella. Within their union church, or Church of Union, Jeff is the Father Christ, Shalia is the Mother Christ, and their daughter is the Princess of all creation. Together, they create the Master Christ, eternal ruler of all creation. Okay, they definitely are on a power trip here. I read this and I was like, these people are either crazy or they are master manipulators. Yeah. So I really, like, in my research and in watching the documentary, I really think that Jeff saw an opportunity with Shalia. Shalia was, like, really, like, she's a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. She's a, what is, psychic. She's, you know, very in tune with, like, this spiritual side but Jeff took that, picked it up, and ran with it. He, and it's really sad because spirituality is a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad to see something perverted like that. Yeah. 
but we'll talk more about why they created this church because it's it gets juicy. I'm ready. So besides their church, they also run the Mind Alignment Process, which is an online service which is specifically created to treat PTSD. So already my alarm bells, my alarm bells have been ringing, but they're screaming at this point. The couple also went on to not only be able to cure mental illnesses, but physical ones as well. Okay. Jeff goes on as far to blatantly say that he was able to have one of his, I think it was a stage four metastatic breast cancer patient, that her tumor shrunk because of the good work that he was doing. See, now that's evil too, because people in that position, you know, cancer patients, like patients who have a terminal illness, uh, stuff like that, it just, it, they can have such hopelessness sometimes mm-hmm. and to just prey on that like their one last final hope like what if this works that's just so wrong you know what i mean like that's exactly it they are prey they're predatory they're preying on people who are the most are very vulnerable just the the fact that they're saying that they go on to say that they are aligned with God. They have a special spiritual connection with God. And for only $4,000, we will give you access to this special relationship that we have. Mm-mm. They were paying for exclusive videos, workshops, one-on-one therapies. It's freaking awful. So, and Jeff does not have any schooling, right? He has a business degree. Oh, he has a business degree. He and doesn't have any... He's not a therapist or... Neither of them of, are. Yeah, neither is she. And you are out here creating the mind alignment process. Like, what are you... Like, it's, it's just so gross to me. Mm-hmm. But they are not only preying on people with terminal illnesses, but anyone who feels lost and alone and, like, seeking companionship who wants to find like acceptance and true yeah. love they're peddling that mm-hmm. so the twin flames universe deals with a specific kind of true love that requires that their followers i'm going to say the word followers even though they said like clients mm-hmm. that they have to be believing in souls and reincarnation in that they claim to help students find their twin flame their one true love, their most intense soulmate. Jeff describes Twin Flame as, your Twin Flame is your best friend in the entire universe. This person is designed for you by God, and you were designed for this person by God to be your eternal companion for all of eternity. And so they're talking about not only in this lifetime, but the next and the one after. So... This twin flame is assigned by Jeff and Shalia because of this special relationship that they have with God. And members are strongly encouraged to pursue their twin flame romantically. Initially, they would allow, like, if you came to Jeff and Shalia and you're like, there's this guy that I'm just like crazy about, they would have some divine communication and say, yes. Or no, they would either confirm or deny that that person was your twin flame. And you were expected to pursue this person at all costs. 
a lot of the followers end up getting restraining orders <gasps> and criminal charges for stalking. Oh my goodness. And it's not funny, but it's just, they're like, you're committed. You're completely, like, you have to do this. Wow. So, what I thought was also really interesting is in the documentary, they talk about this mirror exercise that they have their followers do. So, essentially, what it is is that you're like, what am I upset about? And then they'll like recognize, like, okay, this is what I'm upset about. I'm upset this person did this. And then basically twist it and recognize that they're the ones who are actually to blame for it. So it's like a perverted, it's, it, it's, it's just, it's like, oh, you know, Riss is mad at me. And I'm really like, I'm feeling some kind of way that she's mad at me. But it's actually my fault that Riss is mad at me. Mm-hmm. And it's like what the yeah. heck is going on it's it's really like undermining all of their self-confidence mm-hmm. it is creating like this very very odd and uh self-sabotaging behavioral modification technique um, yeah and that's something that you see very frequently in these cults mm. where like thought stopping, control of environment, like isolation, rewards or punishing. It essentially is creating role confusion in the followers. Yeah. Well, and strips them of all confidence. Yeah, yeah that se- seems like it's not for like self-reflection. It's just to like create this weird, you know, power imbalance within the cult you mm-hmm. know what i mean it, you're discouraged from following your intuition mm-hmm. your gut feeling like there's no you are not right you are always in the wrong like it's just it's self-sabotaging mm-hmm. is what it really is and i think it is designed to create meek sheep you know mm-hmm. if you were to blame then you know jeff is definitely not the problem Shalia is definitely not the problem. You are the problem. Mm-hmm. Do better. So one student went on to say that she was expected to participate in the Facebook group regularly, watch videos, call into weekly group sessions on Google Hangouts. She was devoting as much as 30 hours a week. And this is not including like her working full time, being a single parent, keeping up with just the coursework, but she was expected to devote her time as a volunteer, totally unpaid for the betterment of the Twin Flames universe. And Shalia and Jeff's pockets are lined by this, by this volunteer work. Yeah. It's just, it's so icky. So this was another red flag to me in that, They cult leaders typically want individuals who are going to be obedient to anything that they dictate. They are breaking down these people and they want people who will work hard for long, long hours with little or no play. Mm -hmm. So this is the culture that the Twin Flames universe was promoting. And again, it's really stripping away all of their self-confidence, all of their self-worth. You know, 
you're not even worth being paid. Mm-hmm. Like you are essentially like a cash cow being sucked dry by Jeff and Shalia. And a lot of times like their whole lives centered around finding this twin flame, attracting this twin flame, like creating and achieving that divine union. And they did a lot of spiritual exercises, which encouraged these people to become fixated on their twin flame. There was a couple instances where people, again, would get stalking, would get restraining orders because of their stalking. And, you know, that's that's never healthy. Essentially, these people were manipulated into volunteering hundreds of hours of free labor, exploited for thousands of dollars the cost of the course, the cost of coaching, the cost, like, it's, it's just insane. They were discouraged from seeking professional mental health care and were encouraged slash forced to cut themselves off from their family and anyone that cared about them outside of their cult. Yeah, that's classic cult behavior. And also that's like classic abusive relationship behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. the relationship that they have with their clients or followers. Also, if they were to talk to family, friends, get help from an actual like licensed therapist, then maybe they wouldn't be so susceptible to mm-hmm. Jeff and Shalia. Well, it's interesting that you say that because a lot of people were arrested and were forced into involuntary psychiatric treatment because of their involvement in the Twin Flames universe. Mm -hmm. So it's very ironic that you would suggest that. They were essentially forced to get help because they so desperately needed it. Oh, yeah. And they were brainwashed Mm -hmm. by this cult. One of the members committed suicide and... It is so sad and so unsettling how they go about handling this. They essentially placed all of the blame on that member for committing suicide instead of, like, recognizing, hey, you know, this poor individual was really struggling. We neglected to encourage them to seek out appropriate resources, and this life was lost because of our irresponsible, negligent behavior Mm -hmm. and instead of doing better they just buckle down Mm -hmm. their mental health of the members is totally ignored they are clearly capitalizing on people's history of ptsd by creating this map therapy treatment it's map it's the mind alignment process and that's a treatment for the ptsd yeah that's what they were marketing it as I don't understand how the heck that they get away with treating PTSD without any training on how to treat PTSD. You know what I mean? Exactly. They just, they're they're manipulators. That's really the bottom line is. And, you know, these people, a lot of times they're coming in from abusive relationships. They're, you know, there were instances where people were saying, you know, this person beat me. This person was physically, emotionally abusive. They said, well, that's your twin flame. You need to go back. (gasps) So how could you, on one hand, be promoting and being a supposed advocate for victims and PTSD and then encouraging people to put themselves in unsafe situations? Mm-hmm. That's so wrong. So wrong. So 
And that's dangerous. That's Absolutely. so dangerous. Absolutely. You know, and it just shows how, you know, careless they are with the lives and well-being of other people. So, essentially, when you are able to be in a harmonious union with your twin flame, that is essentially when you are going to have a cure-all for all of the problems in your life, whether that is, you know, overcoming any type of relationship issue, sickness, you know, depression, anxiety, everything would be a right once you guys were in harmonious unit, union and aligned with God. That also shifts, like, their mindset from confronting issues that are going on in their lives to just putting all their focus, all their energy into this, you know, oftentimes it's just unattainable Mm -hmm. and it's unrealistic, especially in the, you know, areas where they're, you know, telling people to go after people who are clearly not interested in them Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're in unsafe environments. It's just, it's, uh, it changes every part of their mindset. Well, it, it changes every part of their mindset and also the dynamics of their relationship mm. are just forever altered. There was one part in the documentary where Jeff was saying that the men or the divine masculine are entitled to sex whenever they feel like it from the divine feminine partner. Oh, boy. So, sorry, babe. I'm not in the mood. Like, that sentence could never be uttered. Wow. They were expected to have sex at the divine masculine's partner's beck and call. Like, it was expected. And that in itself was wild to me as well. That is wild. That is completely wild. Mm -hmm. So, when you are aligned with God, and incidentally also aligned with the group, because that's one and the same Mm -hmm. to these people, you are you are in the best part of your life. Everything will go well. Everything is going well. And obviously this mindset also discourages people from leaving the group. There's really, there's really no way out. Mm-hmm. So that is also classic cult behavior. But cult or not, it's very clear that Jeff and Shalia are doing very well for themselves. They drive a Corvette, they have a Porsche, they go shopping at Louis Vuitton. I could say that with a French accent right now, and I actually think I pulled it off. And this is all a result of the dealings that they have in spiritual spirituality cells, man. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly. But they go on to say this is the American dream, and they no, they are not motivated in any way by money. Mm-hmm. By the worldly pleasures, they are not motivated. They claim that they are not driven by money, however, a desire to heal the suffering in the world. Clearly. But then on the same hand, they go to say, well, we want to figure out how not to pay taxes. (laughs) So I'm going to have all my volunteers look into this, get back to me about how I can avoid taxes because all the zillionaires in the world do it. So that's why they started their own church because churches are exempt from taxes because a little thing called separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. So that's why they started their master Christ union, whatever the heck. 
and Jeff is Jesus incarnate, which is terrible. So clearly they are motivated by money, despite what they might claim. Mm-hmm. So experts say that the Twin Flames universe is just one of the many self-help and wellness cults that exist now. And they are successful in that they sell answers to life's biggest problems. Whether it's finding true love, medical issues, mental health ailments, everything that you might have an issue, it's all disguised as thought reform and in reality is manipulation marketed as therapeutic. You know what, though? They have the best... uh victim pool here they Mm -hmm. have the lonely the sick you know there's you know what i mean like this is the most vulnerable population and this is the when people are desperate and you know in these situations they'll do anything for less loneliness good health the feeling of belonging uh treatment for their mental health health issues physical issues you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. this is just They're preying on the most vulnerable people. Absolutely, They are definitely preying on the most vulnerable, including those with PTSD and with childhood trauma. They claim that it's miraculous what they've been able to do to help people with those types of histories. And even the word that he uses, miraculous, is just so, and I say this, I said this word earlier, but it's so unsettling. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you really think that you're performing miracles? Like, you think you driving around in your little Corvette and having people literally working not even minimum wage, mm-hmm. below the minimum wage for you as you speed around in your little car? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's just, it's, it's, it's despicable. Mm-hmm. It's exploitive. So... Like you said, really the playing on the most vulnerable of society, those who are truly desperate. I do agree with him that physical disease has, uh, a, at the very least, a relationship with uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Because I re- I'm, I'm, I'm someone that is very spiritual. And I think this is why this was also just did not sit right with me on a lot of different levels. But... You know, that being said, yes, uh, your psychiatric and emotional health is directly related to your physical. I agree with him on that. But to then to go on to say that what he is doing is not, uh, is not, uh, you know, totally, totally irresponsible and in an uninformed and he has no business acting as a mental health professional without any type of mental health training mm-hmm. um no just isn't right it's not right so i do agree that a lot of times the psychiatric ailments emotional uh ailments manifest physically but how he goes about it is just dead wrong mm-hmm. all right so getting down to the brass tack tacks tacks getting down to the brass tacks How much did this run for these people? So Twin Flame students paid $2,222 for an unlimited access to relationship videos. 
an additional $1,899 for unlimited life purpose videos and roughly $200 per session for one-on-one work with a coach. So let's, let's, that in itself is nuts. Members could then go on to become coaches as well. There is in the documentary several uh, participants who went on to become coaches and they made a fraction of what he charged. Mm -hmm. If coaches were able to sell a lifetime membership worth $2,222, they would get a 10% commission, which is only $222. Mm. And this was a milestone that often never happened. Mm -hmm. So they are making bank. It's no wonder they have a Corvette and a Porsche. Mm -hmm. And then on the documentary, it also showed their beautiful house. House is beautiful. But what beauty is there in exploiting all of these people? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So not only are these people being uh, taken advantage of, we had several, they are we, they had several members, one of which quit her job at a top medical school in order just to do their social media coaching and outreach for the group full time. So these people are putting their lives on pause, cutting off of their fam are cutting off their families, putting their career aspirations on hold. You know, everything is coming second to this group. Mm-hmm. And you know, making the switch from you know, doing like going to medical school and having those kinds of aspirations to a switch where, you know, you're doing the social media. That's fine. That's fine to switch. But social media in that kind of situation where I'm sure she was paid very little, if anything, Mm -hmm. and the huge power dynamic and all the other, you know, messed up things that probably were going on in addition to that, that just shows like there there's more under the surface than you know meets the eye it's just it's it it is a power dynamic that's totally imbalanced students who resisted coaching were essentially shamed by the group specifically jeff he posted welcome to the real world folks where scumbags will rape you until you die and this was a facebook post that he jeff posted on Shalia's phone. And uh, this was in response to the students not selling enough courses for him. Oh, jeez. In a cult, happiness comes when there is good performance in the group. Strict obedience is a given. Oftentimes, they are manipulated by fear guilt and they feel stuck like there's no way out this whole almost a negative feedback loop you don't do well guess what you're gonna get cussed out you're gonna be berated and Mm -hmm. you're gonna get shamed any rejection from the twin flame that was not interested was considered uh that the student or participant or follower whatever you want to call them was not doing enough spiritual work on their part. So, again, shifting all of the blame to the victim. So another big issue with 
the Twin Flames universe is that they claim to be supportive of the LGBTQ community. However, it teaches the concept of a divine masculine and divine feminine. In that in every partnership, there should be a divine masculine and a divine feminine. You can't have two divine feminines and you cannot have two divine masculines. So, essentially, the Twin Flames universe is doing a form of conversion therapy in terms of their uh, the gender identity of their followers by pressuring them to conform to the designated or assigned divine sexuality that Shalia and Jeff give them. So it might differ from what their own identity is. So what would happen is Riss, in reality, you may think you are a divine feminine, but in reality, you are a divine masculine. So you are going to have your twin flame identified as a divine female. So then what would I do in that instance? You would have to change your name. Mm-hmm. You would have to, they are, they did not say anything about, they encourage you to cut your hair, change your appearance. They don't talk about explicitly undergoing any like type of procedure but they encourage it. Different participants have gone to various lengths to change their identity because of what Shalia and Jeff confirmed through God for them. That just takes, again, so much, you know, sense of self-worth and self-identity and just flushes it down the toilet. The participant may go on to medically transition, but that would be, they claim that was their own decision. That was the decision made by the individual, not what Shalee and Jeff wanted them to do. I'm pretty sure none of these decisions are made by the individual. <laughs> but they, I know it, that for, they would tell them, change your hair, change your dress, change your name, mm-hmm. and just your overall physical appearance. And of course, these people are trusting, you know, oh, God wants me to be this. And this is, I have to be. And, you know, I really do think that gender is not something that is binary. It's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And by insisting that all of the, the dynamics have to have that divine masculine, divine feminine, it, it really is a sinister manifestation uh perverting you know in in god's name mm-hmm. so it's it's very and it's it's very concerning and these people again like you said they really are vulnerable they're very fragile and lonely i and as of right now i know that police reports have been filed in farmington hills michigan where uh is space and this is a cult that is an internet cult essentially you know they're doing 
the Google Hangouts, they're doing the Facebook groups, they're doing the Zoom calls, and it's just like, at some point, you know, people are like, oh, turn off the computer, but it's hard, I would say, I would dare say that it's harder with an internet cult, because who really does exist with that out technology, and that's a constant temptation, and, you know, you step away from it, which is already hard in itself, but it's also hard not to go back when it's so easily accessible. Mm -hmm. And that's something I think needs to be addressed as well. Because with these cults, they, cults are transforming just like anything else. It's not the little commune in, you know, who knows where that you can move away from. This is something that is going to be an ever-present part of their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that should be taken in consideration as well. I agree. You know, and it's, you are able to be so immersed in, even in like a internet, mm-hmm. you know, cult type uh, thing, but you are so immersed into that life, that new group. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I feel like people will always say, oh, just leave. You know, you're in an abusive relationship. Oh, just leave. Like, why are you in like, Why do you continue? It's not that simple. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's not that simple. And it sounds like obviously they are doing everything they can to keep them vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They are preying on them throughout, not only at the beginning, but throughout the entire experience that people have have with these cults. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they don't oftentimes realize they're in a cult Mm -hmm. until after, or if, you know, if any, if they ever do realize, you know, it's a, it's a big change like even when you said that often they they would force them into receiving psychiatric help professional help when they were taken out of the call or after mm-hmm. just shows how brainwashed that these people can become absolutely it, it's and you know when when you leave your whole identity has changed mm-hmm. who you are as a person is not the same as when you went in you are, you know, you are expected to be obedient. You're expected to, they again, it's so insidious because they strip away all of your self-worth. Yeah. Anything and everything is your fault. Mm-hmm. You know, you are supposed to question. You are not even worth, you are a peon. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes remarkable strength especially in light of being stripped away for those who have been able to leave. Mm-hmm. It does. And I just want to make sure that we put a, some kind of disclaimer in here saying, you know, always go to a professional mental health provider. Mm-hmm. Don't, and yes, spirituality has a very important role in, you know, I, I at least... In my personal experience, it does. Maybe in other people's, it doesn't. But I think there is a role for it. But mental health care is just as important as medical health care. And you need to prioritize that. You need to, you know, you don't let anyone diminish what you're going through. If you need help, make sure that you seek out resources. If you're struggling, seek out resources. Don't let anyone discourage you from doing that. No, that's true. And I also want to say that 
uh, the message that of, you know, not having any self-worth and doubting yourself and not following your intuition, that is really the opposite message of what spirituality and the connection to some higher power is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's supposed it's, to empower you. Exactly. It's supposed to empower you. It's supposed to make you feel connected, not isolated. It's supposed to give you a deeper understanding and guiding you in the becoming the best version of yourself that you want mm-hmm. to be. That you want to be. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting to me that every, you know, all choices were taken from these people. All choices, all uh, power was taken from these people. Their, how they identified. Everything was taken from these people. And... Until something bad happens, oh, you got a restraining order. Oh, that's on you. Like, we didn't do anything. That mm-hmm. wasn't our action. Or, oh, you ended up committing suicide. Oh, that's not our problem. Like, you, you're you an adult. You can make that decision. But they don't, you know, oftentimes people don't realize the huge shift that can happen. The great job tonight. That was a really interesting case. Driss strikes again. Driss strikes again. <laughs> And we'll be here next week. Keep it real. What's what did we say? Keep on keeping on. Uh, keep you're killing it. Oh, you're killing it. I feel like we haven't said that in a while. <laughs> I was like, keep. I know it has a K in there. Can't remember what it is. Anyway, um, we are gonna call it. Time is twenty twenty four, and it's eight twenty four p.m. For those of you who do not use military time, thanks for tuning in. Like. Rate, review, subscribe. Just make sure you're nice because I'm very sensitive. (laughs) All right. right, Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.